Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. As I stand here doing this podcast as I do. I don't sit, I stand in my studio. I am really sore. (laughs) Walking up the two flights of stairs to my studio was painful. Painful in a good way. That good sore that anyone who's done a hard event, hard, hard workout knows what I'm talking about. My quads are shredded, as I like to say. And going downstairs, I'm doing it sideways. And I've been doing that for a couple days now because it is Tuesday. And on Saturday, I did my second Grand Canyon run. Second run across the Grand Canyon and back with a little change, as I will tell you. And some of you may have listened to my first podcast about doing my first Grand Canyon run known as the rim to rim to rim. So you run across up to the top, then you run back down and back to the other side. And that was incredibly special. The event and the podcast. I came back a day earlier than I did for this one. And I recorded that podcast right away. And I did the same for this one, but I'm a day, I had an extra day that we built in just in case the weather went a little wonky and we needed to move the run forward a day or back a day, whichever way you look at it. But that's what today's podcast is about. I'm feeling beaten up, but so good. I'll warn you, I'm still a little mentally out of it because it, it, it beats you up psychologically as well as physically. But another one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. And that's what I'm all about is collecting experiences. 
and connecting all of it to everything that I talk about here on Fitness Disrupted. Living our best lives, being healthy, controlling what we can. And there's so many different topics that I've already talked about that I will hit on in this podcast as well. The biophilia hypothesis. Did a fit tip about that. Hydration. All of that stuff goes into what I just did. And that's the final thing too. You know, when I first started in this industry, I said, these are the ways I'm going to separate myself, the education, the experience, and walking the walk. I'm 53 people. <laughs> the guy I ran with, and I say ran with, traveled with, started with, 43, and a phenomenal ultra runner, really smart. He's the one who does all the logistics for these runs that we've done now twice. Because I just like to do these things. <laughs> I'm not a big one for the specifics, the details. He is. And so that's what today's podcast is about. I'm going to tell you all about basically my race report, even though it's not a race. <laughs> and that's a really important part of this experience. It's not a race. It's not organized. We chose to do this on our own as others do as well. And there was no official start line or start time or finish line. And there's nothing to compare to. And that's what makes it so awesome. All right. So this podcast, hopefully, just like all the others, but in a very specific way, hopefully entertains you, educates you as well. You can learn from my successes as well as my lessons learned, not failures, lessons learned. And I never stop learning. Those of you who are runners at whatever level can learn a lot from my successes and my lessons learned. And for those of you who don't run, hopefully can be inspired to challenge yourself. Podcast I just released, a, I think it was last week, on why you need a Misogi. This was one of my Misogis for this year. Challenge. All right quick break when we come back my grand canyon run race report take two we'll be right back discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we are back talking about my very recent Grand Canyon run. So recent that it's, 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 a, little, it's a little hard to stand right here. <laughs> And do this, but it's going down the stairs. That's the challenge, right? Even the up, not as bad as the down. And anyone who's run, run uphill, downhill realizes that, right? And there's a scientific reason for that. I've talked about that. The eccentric contractions of your muscles going downhill, your quads are essentially breaking, you know, the brakes for your legs, and that beats the heck out of your body. And that's one of the reasons this run is so challenging because it's like running into a bowl, right? You start at, depending on where you start, let's say 7,000 feet, you drop down thousands and thousands of feet right away. So downhill, then you go flat. So let's call it, to make it uh, simple, seven miles downhill, seven, eight, nine miles across, depending on what route you take, and then seven or eight back up, and then you do it again. (laughs) You go back. And so that, again, for those of you who didn't listen to the original podcast, have no idea what I'm talking about, you go to the Grand Canyon, and there's a handful of people who have a bucket list challenge, goal of running in the Grand Canyon. And there's many ways to do it. There's a rim to rim where you just run across, and I say just, let me take the word just out of there. So anywhere from 21 to about 24 miles, there's two main trails, the Bright Angel, which is the one I did last time, and that's a little longer, 24 miles across, but a little less crazy on the down as a result. So longer miles and less steep incline as a result. But the one I did this time was the South Kaibab, which is three miles shorter across, but a faster ascent and descent. So catch 22, right? So Many people, their goal is to do the rim to rim and you can hike that. It can take about a day for most people if you're walking and then they have a bus. I've never done it this way, but they have a bus supposedly that you can time it perfectly and then you have to go back. I think it takes, I don't know, four, five, six hours or something like that to get back around. But that's what some people do, the rim to rim. And then you can do the full rim to rim to rim. And there's people who do more, by the way. But those are generally the two. They're now called the R3 and the R5, I just found. 
out, uh, which is easier to say than the R2, R2, R. But if you take the Bright Angel Trail, 24 miles across, 24 back, 48 total. That's what I did last time. And it was insanely amazing. I've done so many races around the world in so many different formats, from triathlons to running races to adventure races, and now these ultra marathons. Some of the ultra marathons are organized. This is not. There's just people who show up. You get out there, you travel out. We flew from the East Coast to Phoenix, drove three and a half hours, hotel room. Did that on Friday, got up Saturday morning, and ran. And there was a handful of other people there with us. And that's what's kind of crazy when you start doing things like this, is you meet other people who do it, like marathoners will experience that, whatever your sport is, triathlons, whatever you're, you're specific. That's just my world. And then you start to think that it's normal, that everyone's doing it, and you realize, no. But there's other people who are doing this as well. Generally, they do it in groups of like two to four. The person I travel with, again, is faster than I. And I don't want to make him wait for me. His goal is to go fast. He wants to see how fast he can do it. So we start together, and that's pretty much it. We see each other as he passes me coming back. And then we see each other at the finish. So many people think it's a race. It's not. Many people think that uh, we are running together. We are not. And that's important because even though there's other people scattered on the trail, you may not see a person for hours. And I will talk about what happens, because it did, if you run into trouble. And so this is a solo run for me and for him. And that makes it so incredibly special because it's so challenging mentally and physically to think you're going to be out there in the Grand Canyon by yourself running across and back. And it scares the heck out of you. And that's what makes it so amazing. I'm just going to abuse those two words over and over. It's amazing and incredible. All right, so now you get the general idea, hopefully, if you didn't know what the rim-to-rim-to-rim is. And now I'll give you the specifics. So, like I said, we flew out Friday early Friday morning. He's got the, you know, five, six-hour flight. But the great thing is, as you fly west, you get the time is on your side, especially when you cut it that close. And that's what works out really well for us. So time did we get into town? I think we got in earlier, sometime in the afternoon, on Friday afternoon, and checked into the same hotel right outside the canyon. It's real tough to get uh, hotel rooms, uh, guy I run with does all the the booking of everything. So he was telling me like the ones in the park, like crazy. And we saw so many tourists. When we did this last, it was during COVID. And so there were no tourists, foreign tourists couldn't come. And that was filled. You know, you heard French and Spanish and Italian everywhere, which is very cool. So stayed in the, uh, we actually did two hotels last time, but we stayed in the same one we started in last time, which is just outside the canyon. Went to the same restaurant, got the same plain pasta. I had a huge, a um, uh, huge uh, dish of spaghetti and meatballs and bread. Keeping it simple, loading up on the carbs. Yes. You have to go into these events with your fuel tank at the top. And I actually, for the couple days prior, 
ate a heck of a lot more carbs. So there you go. For those of you who are endurance athletes, runners, whatever your sport is, if you're exercising for a long period of time, yes, you still carb up. You need to make sure that your energy stores are topped off. Carbs are our friend, especially if you're doing something like running all day. And so I did what we did last time. I stuck with what worked, right? Same hotel, same dinner. Uh, and then the beautiful thing, again, with the time change is we tried to get, we did get to bed super early because we were getting up 3.15 a.m. 3.15 a.m. All right. So what I did the night before is always important, right? On so many levels. So ate dinner, went back to the hotel, basically said to the, uh, to Bill that, uh, you know, see you what time you want to start. He's always making the uh, executive decisions with all that stuff. So he said, you know, out the door at 4 a.m. I was like, all right, good to go. And that meant getting up around 3.15 to make sure I could get everything done that I needed to. It's a little more time than I need, but something inevitably goes wrong, right? So 45 minutes, pretty perfect for me, especially to eat something, because that's important too. Even though you carb up the night before, the breakfast is super important for many people. This is so highly individualized, and that will also be a theme of, of this show and, and all shows, right? But when it comes to nutrition, super uh, individualized. Doesn't mean a carb is not a carb and a protein isn't, uh, doesn't do what it does, but we all experiment with different things and see what works for us, and then we stick with it. But carbs, by and large, people, regardless of the new stuff you hear, is what you want to fuel up your body with. All right, so back from dinner, and then it's preparing. So I want everything as prepared, as ready to go. So I wake up in the morning and I can't forget anything, really. Everything I can do the night before I do. Everything. So that includes packing a ridiculous pack, right? And if you want to see, did I put, yes, on my Instagram account, Tom H. Fit, you can see so much of this. I will remind you at the end. Um, you can see what I packed the night before. Took a picture of that on the the bed, two beds, and the other bed I just use as my staging area for all of this stuff because there's a lot of stuff. It's not a race. There are no aid stations. That's frightening to someone like me who has spent decades doing marathons and uh, you know Ironman triathlons where you're paying a lot of money to have it totally supported. All the sports drink and fuel you want at the perfect spaced intervals. Ironman, the brand, generally does it phenomenally. You know, every hour on the bike, basically, you're going to hit another aid station. And during the run, you know, it's every couple miles, not even. And so for this, you got to bring everything. You got to bring everything. And also, there's no dropping out. There's nowhere to drop out. What do you do? You know, if you're on a race, and some of these races are, are multiple loops, many people, if they're having issues, they drop out after a first loop or second loop or first leg, whatever it is. Can't do that here. So that's what makes this so unique. And I need unique, by the way. I collect experiences and it's rare for me to repeat certain things. But that's why this was different from the get-go. We weren't going to do the Bright Angel Trail. We were going to do the South Kaibab, which is 21 miles across, a little shorter, a lot steeper at the start. And then it hooks up with what we had done before. So you basically start differently. And then you end up on the same trail uh, to go up the, to the North Rim and then back down. So packing food and hydration. 
And what I have, after getting into this a couple of years ago, the ultra marathons, the longer distance events, is a running vest. And that's got to carry everything, people. And these are phenomenal. And I remember back in the day when I would see people with even the belts, even the handheld, I'm like, oh my gosh, that must be so, so much of a pain, you know, heavy to carry, must not feel good. These vests are amazing at holding what you need to. Yes, there's weight to them, but they don't bounce around. And I couldn't possibly do it without it because I was loading in just over 5,000 calories of fuel. And that was gels. That was semi-solid blocks is what they're called. So gels, I had about 15 gels and that's 100 calories a piece. I had blocks. I'm going to try to avoid brand names wherever I can. Um, and that was about 200 calories. I think I had six of those. So six by 200, another 1200. And then I had a sports drink powder, which is essential, not just for calories, but more for the sodium, the electrolytes. And I'll get back to that. I had six packets of those. So that's another 1200 calories because about a hundred per serving in each pack. And then I had some bars, six bars at 250. So those bars were like the most calorically dense thing I had. I prefer fluid first, gel second, and solids third. And that's most people. Your body, especially when you're running, but when it's exercising, doesn't want to have to digest stuff. And that's why it's so individual, and that's why you have to experiment, and that's why it keeps changing. Just when you think you've figured out your nutrition plan, it might not work. And that is because of a variety of factors, including the heat and many other things. So you never quite figure it out. You come close and you get really better at it. But I was starting with 5,000 calories. And let me give you a last little math. <laughs> I'm not a big math person, but this is where it's crucial. And I love that. Actually, my son <laughs> had a math project where he said uh, he had to ask, interview someone about how they use math in their daily lives. And this was one example I gave. And so for me, it's, I need roughly 300 calories per hour. And this run can take, gosh, I wasn't going to do it in 12, but let's say 12 to 17 hours. And if you slow down and you're, you know, taking breaks and things like that, you know, quick bathroom breaks and stuff like that. And this is, it's not a race and you can't go too fast. I mean, there are people that do obviously, but I had extra fuel just in case. And that's really important because you want to run out of fuel, as I did. Uh, so 5,000 calories. And then I have so much. I had a headlamp, which I had to start with because we started in the dark. I have extra batteries, super important in case, you know, you finish in the dark, which I did last time. Spent three, four hours in the dark last time finishing. Poles, running poles, which I'd never used before. Uh, the first Grand Canyon run. I Definitely needed for this one, and I would never do this without them. But let me say this. Bill used them the first time, didn't use them the second time. And that blew me away because coming out of the canyon and even going downhill sometimes, they saved my life. And I can't imagine climbing out without them. But different things work for different people. And that is such an important part of this whole show, not just this episode, fitness disrupted in general. I give you things that 
are based on science. I give you things that I have tried as an experiment of one. I will tell you what's worked for clients over the years. And then you figure out what works for you. I carried polls. Bill didn't. At the end, I said, are you sad that you didn't bring them? He goes, no. I said, I could not have done it without it. So that is just one example of you do what works for you. You'll meet people who say, oh, no, you have to do this in fitness. You have to wear these shoes. You have to do this. Oh, you have uh, foot pain. You have to get inserts. No, might work. Many, many layers to all this stuff. All right. All right. Quick break. When we come back, let's just get into it. Let's get into the run. All right. Quick break. When we come back, 3.15 a.m., getting up, 4 a.m., hitting the trail. We'll be right back. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we are back talking about my Grand Canyon run I'm still a little out of it, as I said in the intro. It takes a while to recover, not just physically, but mentally. It's grueling. And, and the psychological part is, it's more of what I do it for than the physical. And anyone who's done something like this, at any level, whatever challenges you mentally and physically knows what I'm talking about. And when you start something like this, and you finish something like this, you're a different person. 
then that's why I challenge you to do something like this. And that's why I really don't like the diets and the programs that make you feel bad about yourself because you did what they said to do and you didn't get the long-term results you were promised. We'll get back to that. All right, so went through most of, let me think if I'm forgetting anything. Uh, well, a lot of people ask how you carry the fluid. So I have two 16-ounce soft bottles, soft flasks that sit on my chest, and they have these great little tubes that come off them. So you just put, pop that tube in your mouth, right chest, left chest, and you've got 16 ounces on either side. Behind me, I have a huge reservoir for fluid. I didn't fill that up, and I'll tell you why in a second. I did the last time, and that made the pack really, really heavy. But for this run, there are two stops, two, um, what do you want to call them? They're not aid stations, but they're stations along the way. First one's about seven and a half miles where there's water, Phantom Ranch. And then eight and a half miles after that is a place called Manzanita when you take the South Kaibab Trail. Well, actually, when you take both, it's just the start's a little different. And so that's where you fill up, refill with your water. And with my sports powder, I would mix the powder in with the water. And I started with the sports drink. I choose sports drink over water until I can't, until I can't literally stomach it anymore because the sports drink is giving me fluid. It's giving me energy through the sugar. People, the sugar is good for this. This is what it's for. And the electrolytes, the salt, which is crucial to me. All right. And so I started with the two chest ones filled, and then I knew that I would refill in seven and a half miles. All right. <sighs> Cut to the chase now, right? So 3.15 a.m., get up. Good to go. I brought oatmeal with me. The night before, I put it in a cup. I have to do nothing other than things that I couldn't do the night before. So the oatmeal, brought it with me. Plain oatmeal, super simple, slow-releasing carbohydrates, easy on my stomach. And I throw water in it. I throw it in the microwave for one minute in the hotel room. Boom, done. I've been at places where there is no microwave. So what do you do? Use the coffee maker. Put water in, no coffee, heat it up, boom. And there have been times where they didn't have that, and I just did it cold. Not a big deal. Many people aren't fans, but it's just fuel. It's just fuel. All right, so did that. And then I coated myself. This is important because chafing, as I wrote about uh, in both of my, uh, you know, the Marathon Method book and the 12-week triathlete, chafing is an endurance athlete's worst enemy, right? You get those blisters and they just haunt you, especially if they come on early enough in an event like this or, you know, yeah, in an event like this, even though it's a not an event per se, but... You don't want that to happen. So over time, you realize where your hot points are. You know, last time I had major chafing right underneath my heart rate monitor band, right in the middle of my chest. And I know that women often get that from coaching them years ago. I should have kind of thought about that with sports bras and stuff during marathons and events like that. So I coated myself, my toes, outside of my toes especially, and other spots on my body, even upper body where my arms swing and things like that. Why do I tell you this? Because as I will say shortly, I had no chafing. That's unheard of for me. So I'm getting better at that. We learn over time. Experience teaches us so much. Okay. All right. Good. Do my oatmeal, put everything on. My water bottles, by the way, with the sports drink, already done. 
I just have to put them in the pack. So every single thing I could do the night before I did, because I've forgotten things. You get up, it's three o'clock in the morning. Granted, it's 6 a.m. back home and I'm only a day into traveling. But do every single thing the night before you can. This goes for just about everything. All right. This goes for getting up early to work out. I did that podcast. Your brain knows when the alarm goes off if you're just able to pop up and you've laid out your clothes and your sneakers and whatever else you need. And you're that much more likely to do it and not hit snooze. All right. So got everything ready, got out to the car, jumped in. Drove just a couple miles, pitch dark, and parked. We had to walk because Grand Canyon, a little tricky on parking and things like that. So walked a couple miles to the start, headlamps, lighting our way. And by the way, a lot of info here. I don't want to bore you with too much of it. 28 degrees at the start, which freaked me out because I did look the night before and actually got backtracked. Sorry, skipping around, still a little out of it. Really important, the night before, how did I prepare also? I had my pack totally done. I got like, you know, gonna get to bed at about 8, 8.30 was my goal. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna watch a video because everything is out there, people. This is so important. At so many levels as well, because I had never run this South Kaibab Trail before. And Bill and I start together, but I have no sense of direction, as I talked about in the last uh, Grand Canyon Run podcast. And he does. So sure enough, I Google South Kaibab Rim to Rim to Rim Run videos. And I watch a couple. And they're amazing. People brought GoPros with them, edited it together, narrated it. And so now I see where I need to make turns and things like that, what I'm going to experience that I didn't experience last time. And that is really mentally helpful the day of. And when I got to those spots that I'd never been to before, many times in the dark, I'd already seen it. I knew what to do. So we have so much available to us, thanks to technology. I mean, how many times have I talked about that? Fitness tech, all that kind of stuff. And so I took advantage of that. And I felt better about the directions and knowing where to go. But let me say this. It also freaked me out. It freaked me out a lot. It shows all about me being as honest as possible. And I've done a lot of races. I've already done a lot of events. And I did this one time prior, and this was going to be shorter. 41 miles instead of 48. But it freaked me out. Because running in the dark... Isn't my favorite thing with a headlamp on? And if anyone has seen what it looks like at the Grand Canyon when you're dropping in, there are cliffs where you fall 200 feet or more or more. And they're narrow. It's challenging to say the least. And so even though I watched those videos and felt good about navigating, I actually sat there the night before, right before I went to bed and thought, maybe I won't do it. I've done a lot <laughs> and I've done this before. I did this event before. It was amazing, but it was really hard. One of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. It's the longest I had ever exercised in my life. 
the last time I'd done it. So I knew, as amazing as it was, how much I was going to suffer. So I thought, I don't have to do it. I'm perfectly fine with flying out here and, you know, sitting around in the sun while Bill goes and runs. But of course I didn't. But we all have doubts, no matter how many events, no matter how many things we do. I just want you to know that. That's normal. Especially when you're doing something that's really challenging. It's like jumping out of a plane. You're not a little scared. You got problems. We all have problems when we're doing things like this. I always say it's therapy in a, in a, in a sense. But yeah. So I went to bed. I thought, mm, we'll see. Woke up. Good to go. All right. So back to where I was. We're walking to the start. We get there. Wow, I'm getting the feelings of those butterflies right now that I had just thinking about starting. Because you know what's ahead. You know how challenging it's going to be. You've done this before. It's different, but you've done it before. and So you're super excited and you're just super freaked out. And 4.30, pretty much on the nose, Bill and I look at each other. We're right at the trailhead. And I said, see ya. See you tonight. Well, see you along the route, but, you know, back at the, where we started, right there. It's where we would end up meeting. We'd see each other as we passed along the way as he was coming back, because he's faster. But that's it. We start together. I see his headlamp just disappear into the darkness. <laughs> I just say that out loud freaks me out. <sighs> and then we're off. And so it's pitch dark. Now, what was different about this one, even starting at 430, the last time we ran was May. And so this time, it wasn't going to be as dark as long. And we did start a little earlier. I think we started at 3.45 a.m. last time. And so it was about an hour of me running in the pitch dark, four-foot, you know, trail at most parts, really steep drop-off. The great thing about running in the dark is if you don't look to your left or your right, depending on where you're running, you don't know how crazy it is. So that's a blessing. <laughs> And then the most amazing part happens. The sun starts coming up. And it's incredible. And that's where you go, I, I know why I'm suffering. I don't know how many of you listening have been to the Grand Canyon. I had not been until I ran across it the first time. It is mind-boggling. It's overwhelming. It's, I've been to many places around the world that are spectacular. And, you know, this takes your breath away. And so running far in, probably about an hour, and it's slow going down, slower than you would think. So, you know, not quite seven miles yet. Wasn't at Phantom Ranch yet, but the sun's coming up, and it's just, this is why you do it. And so I'm feeling good. I'm hydrating. I'm taking in my gels. I got a plan. Everything's working. And by the way, 28 degrees at the start. I started with a long sleeve shirt over a short sleeve shirt with arm warmers. So basically two layers. And I knew that I was going to take that top shirt off and just stuff it in my pack. Really lightweight, one from a race. I think it was a marathon shirt. And uh, about a half hour in, I took it off. And I also had gloves on. It was cold at the start, but not as cold as I would have thought. I'm not a big fan of the cold anymore. I've trained in it and raced in it for years. But about... Yeah, half hour, 45, maybe an hour in. I took the top layer off, stuffed it in my pack. Now it was just T-shirt, 
arm warmers that I eventually roll down to my wrists. Arm warmers are amazing. And, and light gloves. And it was going to get up to 94. So 28 degrees to 94 degrees. All right. So feeling good. Feeling good. And this is what I have learned to do from all these races is just be in the moment. So you don't think ahead as hard as that could be. You should go, how do I feel right now? And you want to enjoy it. And I know so many of these concepts I'll talk about in these race reports, event reports are so simple, but I say it all the time. The answers are simple. It's the application that's difficult. And so being in the moment and just enjoying it, saying, oh my gosh, I'm running in the Grand Canyon. How lucky am I to have fortunate to be healthy enough to do this? And at 53, how lucky am I? And also I've worked for it, by the way, to feel as good as I do. And that even surprised me. Because as the day progressed and the miles clicked off, I was still feeling great. No blisters. My back, you know, I'm carrying a pack. I expected more. Last time I definitely felt it more. Granted, it was heavier. But suffice it to say, the body felt amazing. And that goes for muscularly. That goes for energy-wise. You know, there's a couple times if you do this enough, you go, oh, I need a little bit more. You know, start to get not lightheaded, but you, f- you feel like, yeah, the energy stores are going down. So boom, I would take another gel or block or some sports drink or all of the above usually, and you're good to go. So I went through that first aid, uh, aid station. So <laughs> so many races I've done. It's so weird. To, you know, it's a phantom ranch, which is just a ranch, a bunch of buildings. There's some toilets. There's actually a little store and they sell lemonade. I'll get back to that but that's about seven and a half miles in. That's where you refuel. Uh, so fill up your water bottles, use the bathroom if you need to, boom, then you're off. And it was another eight miles. And so that's basically, you know, five, three, four, five miles downhill. Then it slowly levels off to Phantom. And now you're running through the canyon, another eight and a half miles to the next stop. And the whole way, the most amazing run, feeling amazing. Saw a couple people, but not many. A couple other people, some hikers who are already in the, in the canyon. You know, the, you can camp there. One or, well, maybe four other runners. But generally, you know, two together. And then it was just me. And it's the sound of the Colorado River. And it's the sound of your footsteps. And it's the sound of my poles, you know. As I say, pickpock, pickpock in, uh, in the dirt. And you run across the Colorado River and you run through a couple tunnels and it's magical. And it's getting hotter. It's now heating up. So I've got the t-shirt on. I've got the arm warmers rolled down and I'm going, this is going to be a hot one. This is going to be brutal. Much hotter than uh, the first time. But I was feeling great. I was feeling great. And then I started having an idea. A choice because these are all when you're in your head you're just in your head there's no there's nothing like spending 12 plus hours last time it was 17 just by yourself talking to next to no one other than the occasional you know passerby which is maybe every hour two hours at that and it's just you and it's unbelievably special and i i, I feel sad because so many people don't come remotely close to experiencing things like this. 
you know, it's to work, it's to school. It's just, there's no downtime. And it's amazing. And so as I'm running and I'm approaching mile 15 and a half, basically, that last stop before you climb up and out of the canyon up to the North Rim and then back down, I thought, you know what? I don't know that I'm doing that part. And you go, wait a minute, Tom, you're not going to finish. You're not going to do what you set out to do. I get it. I get it. But I thought, you know what? I feel so good. 32 miles instead of 41. And that nine miles is exponentially hard. I know what it was. I've done it before. I'd already done the 48. And so I was debating, do I run to this Manzanita, stop, refill, and turn back around and go back? I went back and forth for a while. And again, always honest, social media, friends, they're like, wait, you went there to run across and back. Well, yeah, things change. And so this is the most important part, I would argue, at least for me, of this podcast, is what I think is, what do I need? What did I need? Did I need to go to the top again? Did I need to go, oh yeah, I did the rim to rim to rim again? Not that day. What I needed was to enjoy it in a different way. And the 48 mile one, oh, I suffered. And there was a lot of slow running and a lot of walking up steep parts. And that last section, up and out and then back down to get across for the first time, that's just hiking straight up and then running straight down for the most part. I so thought, what do I need? I want to enjoy this. I want to have a great run and a 50K, 32 miles. It's pretty darn good. And I also knew the heat. I also knew there were factors that were going to come into play. And so as I approached this final stop where I would have to reload with the water and actually load up my backpack, uh, the back flask, the huge one with water because there uh, was no water at the top. At least that's what they told us. It changed. But it was going to be a different nine miles. And so I got to that station and there was actually like 20 people. So there was more people that started and they went down the other trail, the Bright Angel, that we had started on last time. And when you run uphill like that, you know, you're going to pass people and then trade off and slow down and you're going to be around people more. And I thought, you know what? It's the final thing to help me make my decision. I thought, I'm banging left. I'm going back. And all those people are going to be ahead of me or behind me rather, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to enjoy this like never before. And it was the greatest decision I had made <laughs> in a long time of racing and doing events because it's what I needed. It's what I wanted. I had already done the 48. I knew what that experience was. I'd been to the top already and I wanted a different experience. I wanted to run more. I wanted to run faster and I did. And it was amazing. And so when everyone else turned right that was at that stop, I went left. And I spent the next, let's see, let me do the math here, three, four hours all by myself, running and enjoying the canyon and, and 
in pure bliss. And it was different from the last time because by that point, I had gone up and back and I couldn't run as fast, even remotely, that I was doing this time. Because I was so beaten up from doing that nine-mile climb up to almost, well, it was 8,000 feet, 8,000 feet, and then back down. So we make choices, my choice. And that's what I love about these type of events. Listen, I love the organized events too, and I love going fast. I've accomplished a lot of those goals, most, you know, sub-three-hour marathon, sub-10-hour Ironman, won a small marathon, all those things. I've been there. And I would argue that's the problem is so many of the people I know who I raced with who don't necessarily do what they need or what their body needs or what's healthy for them. And I want what's healthy for my body and healthy for my mind. <laughs> that's it. And so if you think that's making an excuse, so be it. But I would argue, especially with social media and times being posted and things like that and caring what other people think about the choices you make, that's a huge problem. And so I had the greatest 26-mile run. I say 26 because <laughs> the wheels fell off. <laughs> the wheels fell off bad. And that's a really important lesson, too. All right, let's take one more break. When we come back, going to pull it all together and finish this all up. Talking about my Grand Canyon run, 26 miles of I can't believe how good I feel at 53 running in the Grand Canyon. And then, boom, we'll be right back. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right. Talking about running across the Grand Canyon. There's so much here. This is so complicated. And I've said, I think I said it in the last Grand Canyon Run podcast, I don't write race reports or didn't write race reports like most people do in, you know, triathlons and marathons. And I always wondered why. And I never liked, it was personal. It's personal. And then, and then you realize like, I don't like, listen, I think a lot of people just, especially when you're starting out, there's a lot of excuses, right? Well, this went wrong, this went wrong. Okay. But this podcast has allowed me a different medium and a different way to do this. And I love now this being the second time doing this right after when it's fresh, when I'm still literally sore from the run. And so that was the theme. Like, what do I need? And I want you to think about that when you're doing things, when you set goals for yourself too. It's never linear. And I am not saying quit people. <laughs> it's the last, don't misinterpret. I'm saying get what you want and do things differently. That was huge for me. Been there, done that, and thought I was going to do it again, but it wasn't enough variation for me. And there was other factors, the heat. I knew, listen, I could potentially have run into problems. All right, I got to move on because this is like, <sighs> so I turned back, had the most amazing four or five hours. Then the wheels fell off. Ridiculously hot. I sweat out sodium. I sweat out salt like you wouldn't believe. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my Instagram account. I could not believe my black shirt, how much salt was on, not just the front, but the back. So go to Tom H. Fit if you want to take a look and see exactly what it looks like to sweat out so much sodium. All right. I think I was experiencing some heat stroke. I was super lightheaded as I started climbing back out. So I got through Phantom Ranch, by the way. I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit here. Uh, stopped at Phantom Ranch, though, and they had that store. Let me just say that. And I stopped and had lemonade because everyone said you have to do the lemonade if you're running across. And I didn't do it the first time. Or maybe we wasn't open. Maybe I didn't get there in time. Anyway, these runners, when you read and uh, talk to other runners, they say yes. You have to try the lemonade at Phantom Ranch, especially if you've been running for hours and hours on end. It's the greatest thing you've ever had. It's $5.25 for a cup, although refills are a dollar. Uh, so I did, because I don't care about the time. And I need the fluid, and I want the experience. And so did that. So the last five miles was brutal, just like it was the first time, but totally different as well. So first time, it was dark. It was snowing and I was beaten up senseless, my legs and everything, my body, because I had gone the full 48. This time it was the heat and the speed and the sodium. And so I cramped unlike I'd ever cramped. Calf cramps, quad cramps, adductor, abductor cramps. I had to stop, find shade every 15 minutes. I didn't think I could finish, but you have to. 
And there would be hikers, because now I'm getting close where people had walked down into the canyon, you know, a couple hours and then would walk back out. And <laughs> there was one father and son who ended up next to me as I was, I can't imagine what I looked like, trying to stop my full body seizure, basically, at that point, because I was out of sodium. And I bring salt tablets with me, by the way, people. Salt stick, things like that, wasn't enough. And I lost one, one fell. So suffice it to say, I went from, oh my gosh, I can't believe I feel this good to, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. And that's the opposite of what I've talked about and what I've experienced in most events. It's that you're doing a race, you're doing an Ironman or something, and you're, you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe how bad I feel. And that's the lesson is you learn, you can feel so, you just keep moving forward and it gets better. Well, yes and no. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And this is life. There are obstacles. And that's why I do these things. As crazy as that sounds, do I want to be in suffering like that? No. <laughs> but I'm not going to go through, you know, the couple hours that I dealt with this. With the cramping. And the trying to take in a little bit of salt, but I was running low on fluids. And so suffice it to say, for the next couple hours, I suffered and did not think that I was going to make it out because the body was seizing up. The legs would not work. And then a hand started cramping. I've never had hands cramping, and that was obviously a factor of using the poles. But I did it. And it took forever. And it was a new level, level of suffering that I had not experienced in that way. And I know some of you are going, why would you possibly do this? Why is that fun? Because when you get out, when you finally get out, and by the way, like three times I thought I was at the top, and this is the steeper part. Even Bill, who's a seasoned ultra guy, was like, that was the hardest climb out that he had done. My tongue swelled up, as I said, like heat stroke, uh, signs of that. So I was finding shade. I was stopping for a couple minutes to recover, watch my heart rate go down. The goal is just to finish people. It is not a race. And I don't want to, as crazy as it sounds, hurt myself. And so you learn the techniques, you know, that you need to, to finish, to get through that obstacle. And it seemed like an eternity. Every time you turn, there's switchbacks and you look up and you go, oh my gosh, and then you stop looking up because you can't believe how much farther you have to go. And when it's that steep, it's just brutal. It's basically, if you do step-ups for exercise, it's five miles of step-ups. And there's sections where if you slip, you got problems. But I finished. I finished. Quick couple points. At one point, I stopped before the insanity started, right before the insanity started. Because I've been at so many races around the world and events where people just go fast. They don't look around, like New Zealand, South Korea, Australia, South Africa, Brazil. And I get it. Again, you're there to race, you're there to race. And I've been there. But I always want to experience where I am and take it all in. And again, this isn't a race, so it's even easier to do those type of things like stop. And at one point I stopped and just sat on this cliff looking at the most amazing view I'd ever seen. 
And I experienced silence like I had never experienced. I understand the term deafening silence. It was actually unnerving. The wind would come and go during the run. The wind had stopped. So there's no sound in your ear of the wind. There was not a bug, a bee, a bird. The river was way down below, couldn't hear it. And it was spectacular. And those are the moments I take away. Not only collecting experiences, collecting moments. And as crazy as it sounds, that moment of silence that was unlike anything I had ever experienced and witnessed, you know, as I was looking out, along with the insane, excruciating pain of the cramping, I want both. I want both. It's that purification, the misogi, that I talked about in the fit tip. Because when you get out, you realize how strong you are. And all of those little things that seem like big things in life are no longer remotely close. I had a couple incidents on the plane, crazy people, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. You realize what matters. And then when you experience setback, they're not, you're like, you're kidding me? <laughs> I was stuck in the canyon with 94 degrees, ran out of water and sports drink and was cramping up. And I had, you know, hours more to go. Hours. Hours. Final twist. Because I didn't go up the final climb, I was ahead of my running partner. We usually see each other on the way back. He usually finishes ahead of me. I'm at the top waiting for him for the first time. Now, this guy is seasoned professional, as I said, like carries everything, like has just knows what he's doing. Consummate professional. He texts me, which is he's got a, you know, there, you really have no cell service until you're just a couple miles from the top. And then it's sketchy at best. He basically says he was stopping just to, you know, gather himself, eat some stuff, and then he was going to be out in an hour. And then he texts me. I just hit SOS on my Garmin, call 911, I'm having an asthma attack. Crazy. And so here I am, I've, you know, run 32, suffered immeasurably. I think it took like 12 and a half hours. So now we're coming towards sunset. And I spent the next five hours dealing with park rangers and helping him get out. And here's the thing, they don't take ATVs or motorcycles down in the canyon. They don't even come get you with a, a mule or anything like a horse. You either camp, they come down to you, and tent and a sleeping bag, make sure you're warm, and then get you out in the morning, or you come out. And Bill came out. And so he was prepared, he had everything he needed, and just where I thought I was done, more stuff happens. And it wasn't anything he had done wrong. If anything, he was so covered with everything he needed when that emergency happened. A lot of people wouldn't have had what he had, including the, the Garmin device and a handful of other things, emergency blanket. You go, oh, I'm not going to bring that. I won't need it. Yeah, until you do. And so just another point that things happen and they continue to happen and you just deal with them. And that makes the event that much more special, as crazy as it sounds. Because not only did you accomplish something, you know, another obstacle was thrown at you and you just, you just deal. And that's what these events and that's what these misogis teach us. Just be in the moment. 
what do you need to do? What do you need to do in that moment? Do you need to enjoy it and not think about what your friends are going to think, family's going to think, about your, how fast you go or what you accomplished, what you said you were going to do and what you did? You're in control. And things happen. And so focus on the good when you're in the moment. Don't focus on what's ahead. And just keep moving forward. And challenge yourself, all right? I'm tired. <laughs> it's like one of the greatest lines in Forrest Gump is when he just stops and says, I'm tired of think I'll go home now. The problem when you're in a uh, situation, I wanted to say event, I'm going to stop saying that because it sounds like it's a situation like the Grand Canyon. You go, I got to finish. I got to finish what I started. And yeah, I changed what I started. I would not. I, I, I'm so glad I made that decision. It was the right decision. And I would have been behind Bill, by the way, when he had his issue and wouldn't have been able to call 911. Wouldn't have gotten his text. So we could have a whole nother discussion about things happening for a reason. It gets a little more complicated in my philosophy, at least. But amazing. Another amazing experience. And I feel so good at 53. And now I'm switching gears, by the way. Recovery. Spent a couple of days. So it's now Tuesday again. Saturday we ran. Spent Sunday walking around. We hiked around just to, to move. Just did that episode on recovery. You got you to gotta move. It was painful. <laughs> you know, sore. When I say painful, it's not, you know, it's soreness. So moving is what we want to do. Low level. Didn't exercise, obviously. Some do. Crazy. Depending on, you know, you don't want to do too much is my point. You got to recover. Shredded my quads, micro tears in the muscles. But today, tonight, I'm probably going to get on a stationary bike for a half hour and go super easy to loosen up again. And I'm eating better and I'm refueling, hydrating, all that kind of stuff. So important. Again, if you want to see pictures from this, <laughs> this is what I kind of love. I'm not a big fan of the social media. I got to play in that world though. And what I do is show you pictures like from the Grand Canyon. And again, you can see all the fuel, the pack that I put together the night before. You can see pictures from the Grand Canyon. You can also see my shirt. It's really, it's just a great visual on why we need sports drinks, people. When you do something like that, that's an extreme thing. But that's what sports drinks were invented for. You need the fuel, which is sugar, because that's where you bonk, which I was doing the last couple miles because I didn't take in enough fuel. And you need the electrolytes and the salt because you're sweating it out and we sweat it out at different rates. And when we sweat out too much, guess what happens? You cramp. <laughs> and I've done dozens and dozens of races and I'm still trying to nail it down. And you never, you never totally do as I said at the start. All right? But that's half the fun. Enjoy life. Challenge yourself. Do crazy things. Prepare for them. But challenge yourself. And then leave with this. Think, what do you need? What do you need physically and what do you need mentally out of it? And that's yours. Don't let social media, don't let what others think matter. Because that ruins the entire event. If I let those thoughts creep in as I'm doing this event, what is the point? You have to enjoy the moment. 
And I see far too many people doing organized events that aren't. And I know from coaching hundreds, if not thousands of people with uh, camps and you know, charity events and things like that, we care too much what other people think. It's yours. It's yours. And that's really important. All right. Questions, comments, Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter. You can message me, Tom H. Fit. Am I going back? I think I am. <laughs> I think I am. Story for another day. But it's different. It always has to be different. I want, you know, it has to be different goals, different, something different, right? Although it's always different, you know, right? You're going to have different experiences as well. Uh, Tom H. Fit, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you go to fitnessdisrupted.com. Email me through the site. The Micro Workout Plan is my most recent book. Follow the show. Subscribe if you can. Comment. Love to hear from you. Challenge yourself. We have one life. We get to control how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that's awesome. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.